Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I am your host, JJ. It's so good to see each and every one of you uh, on this podcast. I can see that by C, of course, it's not a video, uh, but I can tell people who are listening and downloading and uh, and it's like a feedback that you get every time somebody does. I really do appreciate it. It humbles me, each and every one of you that take the moment to listen to this podcast I can be listening to any other podcast. So many other voices out there saying uh, similar things, but not quite the same. But God brought you here. And it's not because of me. It's only because of him. And I thank you all so much for heeding the voice of God, the draw of God. Because as the Bible say, no man can come to God except God draws him. So I, I thank you. That is not JJ's voice is not anything else is just that God that brought you here and you were obedient and sympathetic to the spirit uh what real quick uh, for our sponsors here we have our sponsor Ray Slaughter with this Templar Chronicles new player really good book fiction uh sci-fi epic fantasy without all the weird messages we get in today's entertainment and exquisite creations making her tumblers and we have a tumbler for the show very good uh very good quality tumblers here. Uh, one of the best, you know, quality tumblers I've seen in a long time, if, if ever. Uh, but, you know, check her out. Uh, I know she has a TikTok account. I don't think the website is up anymore, uh, but because they're still updating it and it takes so long to update the quality of the, the quality and the, the, off, the stuff that she offers, the cups she offers that it just became a little bit easier to put it on TikTok. So I don't personally use TikTok. That's fine. She goes ahead and use that. You can find her on TikTok at soexquisitecreations.com or soexquisitecreations on TikTok or however that works. But uh, these are my two sponsors. Oh, and by the way, thank you for uh, listening to True Bars Lyricist. I, I understand he has some good... Uh, what they call drill gospel now that's just listening to it i was so shocked you know a lot of times we listen to stuff with a good beat and we go and then the words come out and then our spirits cringe (laughs) but listening to him and just knowing his 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 travels from being in the world to to being where he is in god right now it's an amazing thing go ahead and give him a quick look listen and I think he's on Spotify and SoundCloud. I'll go ahead and check him out. With that being said, we're going to get right into our show today, our episode today. Last week, we were talking about repentance and baptism and how important that was. But what a lot of people picked up on was, you know, I kept saying in Jesus' name. And and some of, the, some of you guys um, have emailed me and asked, why was that so important that I'm you know, mentioned that. And if you have any questions or anything like that, uh, email me at walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com. Walkwithmebiblestudy, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. If I have enough questions, I can make an episode of it like we have here. 
Uh, a lot of people are asking, why is the name of Jesus? Why do you keep saying baptized in, in, in the name of Jesus Christ? And when, and I know why. I know why the question is such a prominent question because some of us were baptized in and the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and some of us are baptized in Jesus' name, and, and some people are baptized in other ways. Um, but the Bible only talks about it uh, in Jesus' name, and we are going to kind of explain why that is. Um, we were talking last week about the name of Jesus, and we were talking about it in the, in the order of the Great Commission. Uh, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen talks about. A baptized in the name which is singular of Jesus Christ or the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. Now, this Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, these are titles. These are not names. Father's a name just like uh, if you were a parent, if you are your father or a mother, that's a title to you. Uh, son, and if, if you're a son or a daughter, that is a title of the role that you are playing in that family. So, but that is not your name. Now, I know none of us can be a Holy Ghost, but if we're co-workers or if we're friends or if we're best friends or we're ride or die homies, all of these are titles that describe our relationship to whoever it is that that title applies to. So if, to my co-workers, I am a co-worker. I am not the boss. I am a co-worker. But that is also not my name. But... In this Matthew 28, 19, God actually reveals himself as the Father incarnate in Jesus, as Jesus. And he he brings himself out as Father in the incarnation, brings himself out as the Son in redemption, and then turn around at this in the same sentence, brings himself out as the Holy Spirit which generates from the inside. Right, and now here's where this is where some of this happens in Acts chapter four and twelve. Now this is on the King James version. If if you new relatively new to the podcast, we have a rule here. The rule is whether we're talking about a scripture or anything like that, always read a verse or two above, a verse or two below. But we we prefer to read the entire chapter. Why? Because context is key. Context is important. So in Acts chapter 4 and 12, there is something that that was said right there. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, what name are we talking about? What name was given under heaven? Father wasn't given under heaven. Son wasn't. Neither was Holy Ghost. Jesus, that name of Jesus was given. And that word Jesus replaced Jehovah. But it didn't really replace Jehovah. It was a different language that it was being spoken in. Jehovah was spoken in the Hebrew. And Jesus was spoken in the Greek. They both have the J-E and the suffix. Which, which Jehovah was God with us. And Jesus was God saved so in John 5 and 43, we'll talk more about that. Jesus actually says it, and it would confuse someone if you thought that Jesus and God were two different people. Because Jesus says, I am come in my Father's name, in my Father's name. 
and you receive me not. If another shall come in his name, him you will receive. Now, when I was reading that subject, when I was reading that scripture, getting ready for the podcast, you know, I was thinking about how people will discredit the Bible or try to discredit the Bible. And one of their chief arguments is this. You know, I don't believe the Bible because it was written by man. It's been translated by man. And man's hands are all in it. But the Bible says that this is the word of God. But you won't believe it because it's written in man's hands. But these same people who say they won't believe the Bible because it's written by man will turn around and pick up a math book and believe everything in the math book. And you can prove everything in the math book. They'll pick up everything in a social studies book and believe everything in a social studies book. They'll pick up everything in a science book and believe everything in the science book. Even though all three of those books were written by men. So what is the real issue here? Is the real issue that uh, is the real issue because the, the book was written by man? Or is the real issue is that you didn't want to believe it and you were looking for a way out of it? That's the real issue. But again, Jesus is talking about how he came in his father's name. So what is his father's name? His father's name is his son's name. Jesus, I'm here in my father's name. I'm here in my father's name. Matthew 1 and 21. And she shall bring forth the son. This is going to further lay a foundation for what he says in John 43. And she shall bring forth the son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. No one could have saved the people from their sins except God himself. So if Jesus was able to save his people from their sins, then it makes sense to say Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. As a matter of fact, this is what also confuses the Trinitarian because in John 14 and 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, shall the Father send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And by saying it that way, and I get it, if you take that one scripture out of context, it makes you think there's another, there's another entity that's coming. But I came in my Father's name, and my Father's going to send the Holy Ghost in my name so wait a minute if I'm coming in my father's name that means I actually am coming in the Holy Ghost you see how that works and I know by using the and this is why it's important and I'm only doing this for the interest of time you gotta read the, the entire chapter on this because Jesus will, will further explain this to you but we also saw this predicted or prophesied in the Old Testament. Zechariah 14 and 9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And that day there shall be one Lord and his name one. Up until that time, we're still talking about the Lord in the title. The name Lord is a title. It was never the name of, of God. As a matter of fact, there was a scripture where, um, Jesus, where God said, but by my name, Jehovah, I was not known to them. So if you would consider that the Lord is a name, then that means Jehovah is also a separate God from Lord. So it's, it's really when you try to 
um, reconcile that that sort of doctrine. It makes sense now to sort of bring that all together. And when you realize that God is a singular spirit and can manifest himself in flesh and can manifest himself in other ways, then it starts to make a little bit more sense. But this is a revelation. This is a revelation that God will reveal unto you um, through thorough study and prayer. But yes, there is one God. We know his name is Jesus. Because Jesus is God manifesting the flesh. And that's the name given to us. We're why we must be saved. We talked about it before. Greatest the mystery of godliness. And it talks about how God was manifesting the flesh and seen of angels and preached unto the world and received up in the flesh. So it received up in the glory. But when I wait a minute, if he was seen in the flesh, that was Jesus seen in the flesh. If he was seen of angels, that was had to have been Jehovah, but Jehovah was Jesus. And received up in the glory, Jesus was received up in the glory. So if that means if God is manifest the greatest mystery of godliness, God is manifest in the flesh, then that means that Jesus is God. Not was God, is God. So now I hope that if you have any questions, I can listen. Don't feel like if you ask, if I ask a question, I answer it in an a episode. Don't feel like you can't ask the, or follow the question. Please understand. I can do this all day. <laughs> I can do this all day. I, can, I love talking about God. I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about the Holy Spirit. I love talking about the things that will happen when Jesus is inside of you as the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I, the way the your life will change as the, when you get the Holy Ghost. I, you know, all of these things, Bible, everything. I love talking about it. Continue to email. We can talk more. I, I, it is what it is. I love it. Um, and I respect you and I, and I'm really happy that you are engaging with me this way. Shows that you're listening. Just want to move on. I want to cover one thing, uh, real quick because we're talking about receiving the Holy Ghost. Because this is the third step in the plan. This is the plan of salvation that was given to us to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus actually spoke of this experience when he was talking to uh, Nicodemus. We don't generally talk about this a lot. But in John 3 and 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It doesn't say he may not be able to. It doesn't say it'll be more difficult for him to. It the Bible says, Jesus says he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Read John 3 and 3. Matter of fact, just read the entire third chapter of John where he talks about this. And just to kind of you know verify this, Paul came along long after Jesus was crucified and preached the same thing. He emphasized it in Romans 8 and 9. And a lot of people use 8 and 9 as a as their own sort of version of Acts 2.38. As their own sort of uh, uh, plan of salvation. But listen to what Paul really was saying here. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But here's the key part right here. If the spirit of God dwell in you... Well, when I wait a minute, that means you have already have had to have gotten the Holy Ghost. That way, 
the if applies. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. What spirit of Christ are we talking about? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. When did you get the Holy Ghost? If you didn't get the Holy Ghost, you are none of his. And I, I know this is, is, is very difficult to, to kind of wrap your head around if you've been using um, Romans 8 and 9 as a formula of salvation. But this is just the, the test of the salvation. This is the test of the plan of the salvation. Christ actually comes in and, and takes up a like a room in the house in your in in your spirit, in your body. First Corinthians 6 and 19. What know you not that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Let me ask you something, Walkers. Let me ask you something. Why do you think when Jesus died on the cross, when the fleshly body of Jesus died on the cross, why do you think the veil was torn? Why do you think the veil was torn in the temple? Way over there. Jesus died on Calvary. He didn't die next to the temple. When you got crucified, you basically got crucified out on the road somewhere. But the temple, way in way in Jerusalem, where the temple was, the veil was torn from top to bottom, and the, the holiest of holies was exposed. Why do you think that is? Well, that was to symbolize that no longer would God be separated from man. That a man could access the Holy Spirit whenever he wanted to, whenever he needed to. And that tearing was God removing the separation from himself, from his people. We're not just talking about Jews here. We're talking about anybody willing to get the Holy Ghost. Now, this baptism of the Holy Ghost is promised to anyone who obeys God's commandment of repent and having faith in Jesus Christ. Because faith, you need faith to go through this whole repentance and baptism process. You got to believe that he is. You got to believe that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. And you also got to believe that there is such a thing called the Holy Ghost. And that thing that you now believe in can now dwell inside you and actually move you and change you and fix you and save you not necessarily in that order but the end of it is God saving you Peter told it now Peter spoke of it um, of the experience of the Holy Ghost later he described the feeling when you know when God came in and dwelt through you in the baptism of the Holy Ghost First Peter 1 and 8 he's described it as joy unspeakable whom having not seen you love in whom you have seeing him not I'm sorry in whom thou you see him not though you see him not sorry yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory we sing that song joy unspeakable and full of glory and we have no idea what we're talking we're talking about the joy of Jesus having that connection with Jesus in your spirit in your heart deep just deep inside of you Romans 4 and 18, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy 
in the Holy Ghost. Now we're talking about joy here. Okay, so how do you know that you have the Holy Ghost then? Hmm. Now, now I could actually, I could spend four episodes just on this question. And and in this question here, Acts 2, 1 through 3 records the very first time outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And the believers in the upper room spoke another tongue. Acts 2, 1 through 3. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they all who spoke with tongues as they received the Holy Ghost. And then one version says, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Matter of fact, and they all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That's two and four, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, this is a legitimate question. Now, who spoke in tongues in the scriptures? I want you to do that and then go ahead and send me an email of who spoke in tongues in scripture. But it was everybody in the upper room. Now, sorry, I just gave you the answer. Yes, it's everybody in the upper room. That day, 120 people were filled in the upper room and among them was Mary the mother of Jesus Jesus's four half brothers and all the disciples so now if G- if Mary had had to get the Holy Ghost how is it that we can justify us not having to get the Holy Ghost if Jesus's four half brothers had to get the Holy Ghost how is it we can justify not having to get the Holy Ghost if all of the disciples who we now like to call saints had to get the Holy Ghost, how is it that we can justify not getting the Holy Ghost the same way they got it? Remember, we talk about how God is no respect of a person, and these are absolutely people, They're just like we're people. So how is it they were able to get the Holy Ghost? How is it that they got the Holy Ghost and we can justify not having to get the Holy Ghost? This is something I want I wanted you to really this is the real question I really wanted to get to. Okay? Now, next week we're going to talk about people who actually received the Holy Ghost and how we knew that they got it. And I know I know I I just sort of teased that one really good, but it was it, it wasn't just people that were in the upper room. It wasn't just those 120 people. There were thousands of people who got Holy Ghost. There was thousands of people who were uh, notified, who, who were, I'm sorry, described as having the Holy Ghost. And we'll talk about that. All right. In that time, we're going to talk about a lot of different things about when people got the Holy Ghost in a lot of different places. And they all had a couple things in common. All right. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. If you're listening to this and it's not a holiday season, yeah, well, I guess that broke the first rule about dating the podcast, but that's okay. We just want everyone to know you have a great holiday season, reason for the season. And if you um, really want to do something nice for humanity, tell somebody that they are loved. Smile at somebody. Say hi. Just even if it don't want you to sound like a creep, just smile and nod and you know, just nod your head. Like we used to do. 
back when, you know, people were were feeling more loving towards each other. All right. That being said, I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all on the next one. Everything I've been doing, give me your reason.